If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome, my friends, to America's Healthcare Challenge. I am super excited to be back in the hot seat after traveling a little bit this week uh, here on the program. Sean McGuire here bringing the latest information on the healthcare industry, the latest news that comes out during the week, and some commentary that you need to be aware of as all of these changes are going down the pike. Thanks again to our producer of the show, Matt Barrows, who filled into the hot seat last week. If you're looking to hear more of him, which uh, you should because he is awesome, you're going to be able to to hear plenty more of him later this week, as well as the thoughts and analysis of Alan Hager, who definitely knocked it out of the park last week on his segment, reporting from... The South uh, in Louisiana talking about uh, some of the changes in particular uh, with the VA uh, person uh, comparing the weight lines to Disney World. And we thought uh, that was quite interesting. So we'll dive into that a little bit more as well. We've got major things happening in the presidential race. We've got the California primary coming up. I know healthcare continues to be a major issue out there. But the top story that caught my attention this week out there was was the uh, release on Friday of the latest jobs numbers. And you sh- might be saying, well, Sean, why does that have to do with health care? Why is that even being brought up on your program? And the reason is because a lot of the regulatory changes created in laws like the Affordable Care Act and others are starting to have a major impact on hiring. They're starting to have a major impact on businesses. And I can certainly report after a speech in Columbus, Nebraska, earlier this week, where I visited with business owners and executives from their chamber of commerce talking about all of the things, and the president had just returned, the president of the chamber had just returned from Washington from their annual meeting, and I tell you what, this trend, folks, of the executive branch legislating, the executive branch legislating, this is a concept I've been harping on for three years on this show, 402-342-1290, by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, or 800-577-1290. And I've been talking about why is that such a major major thing? Why should you even be concerned about it? And the answer is because we don't have any accountability for those individuals that are writing these rules and regulations. And you could actually argue that it should be Congress's you know, role to, to do all of these things. One of the things I always like to bring up uh, in my speeches is, when you watch a television show that always involves a uh, a form of agency, uh, Alan Hager, you know, maybe I'm not I'm thinking of, of a law and order, but not necessarily a law and order. I was just watching the show The Americans on right. FX. I don't know if you've seen that show. Right. But it's a great show, by the way. But it's always interesting to me, guys, how these agencies 
uh, don't like each other. They always have jurisdictional well, they challenges. Have they fights. have turf fights, right? Yep. They, and I always say that uh, they wouldn't even eat lunch together if they were all in one massive government <laughs> building. I don't think they would even sit down and have lunch together. Yet, according to the Affordable Care Act and other laws that are passed, like MACRA and others, these individuals are the ones that are, are supposed to essentially talk to each other and coordinate and, and make all of these things happen. And I would say, Alan... Uh, their execution has been somewhat of uh, abysmal. Abysmal, yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that. That uh, federal agencies have turf fights, turf battles. I mean, if you go back to 9 11, 2001, and all of the documentation that could have been found that was missed was because of turf battles. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you go to Obamacare, and you have the same exact problems with Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act that you do with uh, all of these other things. You have a bureaucracy that's way too big, too many agencies involved, and nobody wants to talk to each other. Their systems, for crying out loud, don't even talk to each other. And that's representative of the DOD and the VA's EHRs not talking together. Interoperability, Alan, was the, the, yes, the term. Exactly. And so how are we supposed to pull off all of these undertakings if they if they can't even communicate? And one of the charts that I've shown, and you might might have seen it, Alan, which was when they passed the ACA, they put together a chart, a flow chart of all the agencies involved, and it's just a oh, massive, I remember. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the speaker's chart that yeah. was like 100 and some odd different agencies' information had to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for example, I'll just give you an example of how it's kind of confusing uh, with with regards to employers having to fill out this new IRS report, which is a report to the Internal Revenue Service, the number one agency in charge of enforcing the tax sides of the law. But Centers for Medicaid and Medicaid Services is also getting involved in that, Alan. I don't know if you know that, but they're actually running push polls and calling businesses to make sure that they're actually complying with filling out all of those forms. Right, and I guess then the question becomes, are they report? If it's just a yes or no question, are you going to say, if you know that the CMS is going to possibly report that to the IRS, what are you going to do? Say yes or no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a poll for crying out loud. I mean, nobody gives the right answers for polls. I mean, I don't trust polling nowadays. And I think the presidential election is indicative of that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to to see what happens but back to these jobs numbers guys because i really think that this is um almost devastating i guess for for the economic policies advocated for uh by the the white house and and other things and the reason why is all the cost containment and all the the pain so to speak in these pieces of legislation we're in the back end of a 10-year implementation period which started in 20 2010 so we're in 2016 right now so we're on the back end of it all the really ugly things are going to be happening when when this president who the law is named after is off uh, out of office um, and it's going to be interesting to see because one of the main headlines uh, this week that we're going to spend some more time in on next segment Alan is more on this united healthcare concept of them pulling out of even more and more states right and what does that mean if you live in a state or a county that could potentially have zero health insurance options through the exchange, and it's almost starting to go in yeah, that direction. Yeah, 
you know, going back to your comment about the jobs numbers, you know, if you really want to talk and why we should focus on this is the one sector of the economy that increased jobs considerably more so than the rest of the economy was healthcare. Healthcare increased their job numbers by 46,000 in May, while the rest of the jobs were 38,000 across the country, and they were expecting about 400 or what about 200,000 jobs to be created in the month of May, and only 48,000 or 38,000 were created, and healthcare pretty much sucked up the entire room with all of that. 38,000 jobs isn't really a lot. No, it's not. I could almost create that many. That's like what one percent of what of of our citizenship got jobs, and we also saw that the number of unemployed or people who fell off the unemployment lines, uh, and the people out of the workforce rose to an all-time record of over not, almost ninety-five million. So, I mean. Expect the Federal Reserve to raise banking borrowing rates this month above the current historic lows. Well, weren't they saying because of this report they might not do that? Or? Well, I, I saw another one where it said that it, uh, they may raise it from the 0.25% to 0.5. Um, because when you think also from a hospital perspective, the low Fed Reserve makes it less expensive for them to uh, fund their capital needs. So, of course, hospitals are relying very heavy right now on debt financing for expansion. So, uh, more to come on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> something to to continue to pay attention to. But yeah, I think a lot of it. I, I, I'm I'm just going to argue. I think a lot of this has to go with these changing and emerging rules and regulations that are just literally too much for people to talk to. And I'm talking to businesses that are like 10 people, family-owned agriculture companies. Unfortunately, organizations like Edie Bellis exist that can can help them, and and I'm happy to to serve and help, and that's why I started this organization. But at the same time, I almost wonder, uh, should I even have to be uh, providing those services because it just seems like a lot of these things are are out of their realm. And, you know, when a, a business of 10 is really concerned about keeping up on all of these changes, I got to tell you what, folks, the majority of businesses and employment in America is through small businesses. Yes. And, you know, those small businesses aren't hiring. They're not creating jobs like they should. I mean, for crying out loud, for the last year, health care's increased jobs by almost half a million contrast that to small business there's not a lot of small businesses being created there's not a lot of jobs being created uh mcdonald's and other fast food restaurants are looking at putting robots in their their restaurants to get rid of some of these uh minimum wage entry level jobs because they don't want to pay the wage and it's cheaper for them in the end of the day this really stinks for the small business entrepreneur when they're getting hammered from all sides with regulation and let's be frank, it's not just the, the administration doing it. It's also Congress. I mean, Congress is just as much to blame for some of these problems in our economy today as the administration is to blame. Because they're not changing the rules. They're not going after the administration. Or they are, and they're making it harder, for example, like veterans to go outside and get health care. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine. I won't mention their name because I don't want to do that. 
but they were telling me that Congress passed a law that made it harder for VA uh, veterans to go out and get regular care. Now, you give me a flipping break on that because that's insane when the weight lines are insane and we've got problems and the Omaha VA is one of the best in the country, but they can't, you know, it's hard for them to get people out to go. Congress is to blame for a lot of this problem because they're not passing laws. They're just in there infighting with each other. I think they need to pass a piece of legislation. Uh, let's just call it like the, the Walmart rolling back uh, act of all of uh, 2016 in that Congress should just pass uh, a major piece of legislation that goes in. And remember how Walmart would roll back prices? Remember that yeah. little? I think they need to have the we, need a, we, need, we need a leader that will go in there and just be like, you know what? It's like Walmart. They're rolling back prices. We're rolling back regulations because that's what needs to be happen. Yeah. And I was like. This is the final point I'm going to make on on this issue of regulatory thing and how it's impacting how businesses and organizations function. I was in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana last week. Had a great time. Uh, you know what's fun to do in Fort Wayne? Uh, pack up and get out. Uh, but they do have some nice things <laughs> to do there. Uh, our uh, our cab driver actually got in a fight uh, with the guy in the rally's parking lot, which was probably the, the highlight of it, other than the fact that I was talking to a county auditor that was audited by the Department of Labor. And let's just take a moment and, and, and think about it. We've got one agency of government, right, a county county agency of government getting audited by another agency of government, the federal government. They had a, a couple of incorrect forms, W-4 forms, which are very common when you hire somebody. And the penalty was $7,500 for having a couple of incorrect forms. So if you even think a government, you would think a government agency would be exempt from some of these penalties, but they're not. And so at what point, folks, does this really, it actually already is, but I want you to think about this, and you're welcome to share your thoughts here for the rest of the program, but at what point is this just a massive waste of time when we're literally moving taxpayer dollars around from one agency of government to the other? It just does not make sense at all. No, it doesn't, none whatsoever. And it's completely frustrating for the small business owner because they don't know where to go, but they do have an out. And that's called Edie Bellis Healthcare Consulting. We're your one-stop shop to take care of all of those needs for you. Yeah, and it's you know it's going to be needed. It's going to be um, a cost-effective uh, you know approach that we have. We we don't want to uh, you know make this a burdensome thing, but we do recognize that these services need to get done. And in order to to do that, you really need to be working with a group of experts that, that can help make that happen. Hey, when we come back here on next segment, we're going to dive more into this United Healthcare thing. What does that even mean? We've been talking about for three years on this show uh, the impact of these mergers and acquisitions in health insurance. Lately, uh, some of these insurance companies are almost take, stepping away from their promise. If you look back in 20, not, 2009, when members from the insurance industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the hospital industry, and other stakeholders went to their little powwow at the White House, they were told that they were going to get 32 million new paying customers into their program to help offset the cost of those that are sick. We're about halfway through, and we're starting to find that the numbers aren't quite there, and they're starting to renege on their promise. So we're going to break that down a little bit more as the largest in the nation, United Healthcare, the big dog, if you will, uh, is looking at potentially pulling out of almost every single state on the insurance exchanges. What does that mean for competition for you? 
Uh, we'll find out next here on America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290, online, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, and we will be right back. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire, and healthreformexplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Ingram, weekday mornings 8 to 11 on News Talk 1290. Over 90 years of Omaha Radio. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290. News Talk 1290KOIL.com and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well. We're going to take some moments. To talk a little bit about the changes in the, um, what's it called, the uh, the uh, insurance industry. That's one of the focuses. The healthcare industry, IT, which is Allen Space Politics. We talk a little bit of that. We'll probably spend some time talking about uh, politics later in this show. But we wanted to uh, play a little clip here before we uh, get into this because I want to <laughs> make you aware of uh, you know the, the lack of competition and uh I guess let it be open to you whether or not you thought uh, that was actually planned. Um, we will uh, we will uh, see. But let's just go ahead and listen to a Charlie Rose interview, which recently came out a couple weeks. Caught my attention. Been meaning to play it on the show. Just haven't yet. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's something that you're not going to want to miss. So let's go ahead and listen. I, you're so okay, no. <laughs> you may have told me that, so, by the way. Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Let's try it. Sure. But, but my point is that do you have equal impact on serious speeches because it's about style, use of language, et cetera? Uh, I really like – I was very the, – the joke speech is the most fun part of this, but the things I'm the most proud of were the more serious speeches, I think. Healthcare, um, uh, 
economic speeches. And I think I Lovett wrote the line about um, if you like your insurance, you can keep it. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Huge impact. And you know what? It's still true. No. Yeah. But uh, 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 it was cool getting to do both of these things. So anyways, I don't know <laughs> if you lost your plan, like the, there's the people that are writing the, the speech uh, laughing about it because they seem to think that it wasn't. I think they were laughing about it. Maybe they were being sarcastic. I don't know. But just oh, it sure sounded point. like they were being pretty serious about laughing about the lie, the big lie that was out there about whether or not you could keep your health care plan when they knew that if you didn't meet specific criteria in your plan, you were going to lose it. You know, because remember, it was all about being a qualified plan. And if the plan didn't meet the qualifications set forth by the administration, that plan was going to change or be eliminated. So, you know, they can laugh about it all they want, but they were a bunch of liars, in my opinion, when they when they come out and said that. You know, and for the administration to say, oh, well, we never said that because they did say that. Oh, well, we didn't mean it that way. And yeah, they did. So. But meanwhile, United Healthcare, shocking, not shocking, but they, they really, uh, that was the headline that caught, caught my attention this week. Did you see that, Alan, about how they're literally pulling out of almost every single state-based exchange? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, they've said they're losing, what's almost $600 million? So they've got to do something to save their bottom line. You know, they're in a business. They're in it to make a little bit of scratch. And <laughs> you can't run a business and lose that type of money, guys. I mean, when you're talking about a regulated market, which healthcare is, mm -hmm. and they, they were given all the advantages in the world, and they still lost money. So you tell me how bad this is if the companies at the top who 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 signed up for this and were given the bailout of it for three are years. still losing money you have to blame marco rubio and others for uh defunding that um i guess you can't blame i'm not going to say yes blame might not be the right word but have to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these premium increases are because that one-year payment was actually canceled one year earlier. And, like, as we saw, Blue Cross Blue Shield in Texas up 60%. 60%. Well, yeah, and Blue Cross in Nebraska said 34 next year. So, I mean, you get you get what you, uh, you pay for. You get what you want when you're dealing with the devil and the devil in the details, and that's the government. <laughs> you know, if you expect the government to... Take care of you. Just, you know, look at how they've tried to change all kinds of different plans and everything every year, and the numbers change, and you can't plan anything. But a 38% increase on a 400 a month premium, which is roughly the average of, of what somebody might pay, uh, is over $150 well, a yeah. month in addition uh, that, that individuals are going to have to pay. And you know when you're only getting a 2% pay raise increase every year, that that doesn't even cover the cost of it. Yeah, because it's a total annual cost of $1,800. Just on the premium side, that doesn't impact whether or not somebody might have switched to a plan with a higher deductible to get a get a lower premium um, or so on and so forth. And um, 
It's really quite ugly, I, I must yeah. say. Oh, it totally is ugly. Yeah, if I could jump in real fast, sure. and I had a, I had someone I was talking to on social media earlier today. I begged her to call in, but she, 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 you know, politely said she'd rather not. Um, but just to give you an idea of her story, um, she's a mature lady, uh, was was already out of the workforce. Um, she was paying two thousand dollars a month for her and her husband for health care, and subsequently decided to go back to work full time just to get just to get benefits and i think and i don't know the story but there's two ladies you know i work in a restaurant right now just to fill in the gap between school uh between uh, undergrad and grad and there's two ladies that work there i don't know their life situations but they're older they're not what you would normally expect you know waiting tables and i i just can't help you know and and, and i could be using that as a bad example that, that i don't know their situation but I mean, I'm sure there are numbers out there that show there's got to be, you know, more mature aged people entering, going back into the workforce because of situations like this, because they can't afford it. And how are they, how are they going to pay for it? Because they're not eligible for these. They're not eligible for Medicare subsidies, government subsidies or whatever. They're not eligible because they've lived their life and they're, you know, now they're entering the, you know, their later stages of life and they're. I don't want to say they're well off or well to do, but they've they they were responsible their whole lives. Got to that number that they needed, and now they're there, so they're not eligible. And then you know, the, the rules are changing. The, the rules to the game have changed, and it's it's just you know for a, for a I'm blank. I just went through five words I can't say on air <laughs> in my head. But for a guy who stands up on that stinking podium and talks about fairness all the time, what's fair? I can't imagine anything more fair than to more mature aged people in our populace. Who are having to go back to work because they can't afford this stinking law. Right. And at the end of the day, these are probably the people who aren't eligible for Medicare yet. And they made too much money so they can't get subsidies. And they got to go back to work to be able to afford, to be able to take care of themselves so they can get to the Medicare age. And meanwhile, these I just said two more words in my head. These guys (laughs) on that Charlie Rose YouTube video are laughing about it. It's a joke to them. It's funny to them that they bamboozled 100 million Americans. They think it's hilarious. They think it's really funny. And, you know, for this lady that I'm talking about, it's not funny. But do you know this what? This is not funny. That's why you got Donald Trump. That's exactly why you got a presidential candidate out of this like a Donald Trump. Because people are waking up to the realization and they're sick and tired of Washington, D.C., saying one thing and then doing another and then changing the rules after they've already made the rules, changing the rules. And so at the end of the day, you know, Americans are sick and tired of it, and it has nothing to do with, you know, what color your skin is or whatever. It's the fact that people are waking up to the reality that they're sick of politicians on both sides of the aisle saying one thing doing another and then doing another thing after they already did it uh, and it's and it gets even more sinister than that sean i hope we can talk about during this show um the california law that i sent you guys i really want to i really hope we can get to that because it gets even worse i mean what we're talking about now it's like yeah that's pretty bad but then it gets even worse and so you know i hope we can get to that uh, yeah, during the show so hang on out there everybody we'll get to that a new law out of california that will really make your hair stand up on end Lots of weird things happening in that state, yeah, for absolutely. sure. But by the way, it is a huge st- – I mean, I don't think people realize how massive uh, California is. 
uh, as far as an economy compared to others in well, the world. They're one of the top 20 <laughs> economies in the world just by themselves. They could be their own country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how large it is. And they should be. Probably I would, I would like to see them leave. You know, the land of fruits and nuts, right? <laughs> Please go. Please leave. <laughs> oh, California. going to Cal- We should play some uh, Tupac or, or uh, Biggie going to California. <laughs> going in <laughs> to that segment because uh, I think he actually will. Because like, he's a man. That's why he, he's able to do that. Uh, coming up here next segment, we're going to also be looking at uh, some issues with drug makers. Did you see that thing on uh, 3D printers being able to print drugs? Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Not only drugs, they can print off now, if I'm not mistaken, transplants. They've done transplants with it. So, uh, come on. I mean, this is the wave of the future, my friend. I mean, if you've got the ability to do it, I'm sure there's recipes out there. <laughs> on youtube if you got a 3d printer you can probably pretty much print anything you want because there's somebody who's probably already done it so for those of you looking to uh, go enjoy yourselves at the benson beer fest later this (laughs) afternoon have as much as you want get your money's worth because uh they're going to be able to print you out a new liver here (laughs) in the future potentially (laughs) so that's you know that's some of the things you might want to stick around as we uh are starting to do this regular uh segment uh called the future of healthcare, which will be our final segment of the program, talking about uh, some of the crazy trends that, that we're starting to, to see out there. I know you're kind of getting excited. Oh, I always get excited about that segment. All right, so let's take a time out here on the show. Join the conversation, if you wish, 402-342-1290, 402-342-1290. When we come back, we are going to look, uh, like I said, at the future of healthcare. Uh, Look, it looks like there's a, um, a an announcement from CMS on the Zika virus. We're working to get a professor from UNMC on the program to talk about that more, but we're going to talk a little bit about this Zika phenomenon. Is it as crazy as everybody thinks? And on that front of, of, of uh, insurance companies dropping out of the market, a new one is actually starting to, uh, well, one of the existing players is actually coming up with a new approach. They're partnering with a healthcare provider to start their own program. And I think this is a concept that is um, is viable moving forward. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more as well here on America's Healthcare Challenge online at healthreformexplained.com. You can check out the SoundCloud page uh, for this podcast later today and uh, and many, many other great ones on our SoundCloud page.com slash edbellis. And we will be right back. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. 
I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Omaha's stimulating conversation. Mark Levin, weekdays 5 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 1290. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. 402-342-1290, might actually want to call in after you uh, hear us talking about this clip, uh, because it is. <laughs> I think this is an issue that uh, is going to strike a chord with a lot of people. And uh, we're going to California this segment, Alan, looking at a... Uh, a piece of legislation. Kudos to Matt Barrows for finding this uh, this article here on, uh, I guess it's on the California State Assembly's web page. And uh, it's kind of funny, guys, as I'm looking at this. Like, they're able to pass a bill on health reform that's only four pages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Compared to the other one that's about 2,000 pages. But um, this uh, is something that is going to uh, become a major issue nationally. And uh, we saw when uh, recently, um, I guess Se- Secretary Hillary Clinton is, is in favor of this. Bernie Sanders is in favor of this. State of California now mandating through legislative means exchange policy plans. They have one of the states that have their own state exchange. Uh, however, they are opening up those exchanges to individuals regardless of their immigration status, regardless of their immigration status. So question for the panel, question for the audience, is that fair? So uh, as I went further into this and I did a little extra research on it during the break, the state is asking the federal government for a waiver through SB 10, which is the legislation that was offered and passed 27 to 8, it would, uh, right now, if the federal government bars unauthorized immigrants from purchasing coverage through Covered California. This, if they were to receive the federal waiver, would open the floodgates for them to be able to 
purchase insurance through Covered California, which is the state's health exchange. And so I have a problem with that. That I mean, well, they all, Alan, they I mean, you should spend, because federal tax dollars are going to go provide subsidies. Right. Right. Well, right, well yeah. And, you know, Ca- California already spends twenty five point eight billion dollars on Medicare or Medicaid Medicare. in the state. You know, this supposedly covers another 50 to 100,000. Well, if they keep flooding over the, the southern border like they are, you know, there's going to be some uncontrolled costs. And if you thought California's debt was really bad. This is going to make it ten times worse. Well, it's not. It's not fair, Alan. I mean, no, you, it's no, not. No, no, you're, you're not. No, listen, hear me out for a second. You've got these little infants that are brought over the border. Uh, you know, they're born on the other side of the border, right? So they're brought here. The, the pregnant mom walks over the border, has her baby here, and the baby becomes a citizen, right? Right. Well, that baby has all the rights for healthcare, but now the mom doesn't. So what we're really doing here in California is we're just opening healthcare to the mother as well as the anchor baby. That's that's what we're doing. It's it's quite fair, really. Well, there's also another state law that was offered by the same person that allowed low-income youths under the age of 19 who don't have legal, legal status to obtain full medical status under Medi-Cal, which is California's Medicaid program. So It's a never-ending saga of the land of fruits and nuts going off the deep end. This is the rape and pillage of America by the barbarians to the south. That is exactly what's going on. And and if my words are a little inflammatory for some, <laughs> I apologize. But I'm fresh off some video from San Jose watching guys get beat up just for carrying around a Trump hat. You know. So you know, forgive me if I'm a little if I'm a little uh, fresh right now. Well, and you know what I understand or I see happening is that this generation of millennials. Hates the First Amendment if they don't if the if you don't agree with them, they'll try to shut you down. They'll try to shut you up, intimidate you, inflame you, punch you in the face, call you every name in the book. You know yeah, that bothers to me be immensely. Fa- to be fair, these are not the idiots that I go to school with. The ones that we're seeing in these videos in San Jose. These are gangsters. These are thugs. Well, and they're waving the American flag or waving the Mexican flag and these, burning. These the are American the guys. Flag. These are the guys, Sean and Alan. These are in California has a whole different situation going on, and this health care bill. That's, that they're trying to push through is very, very scary stuff for those that still live in California and are still patriots and still have a conscience and still you know want to want to live the American dream in California. I'm afraid for you folks out there, if anyone is happens to be listening to this, you are in a very, very bad situation by living in California and being on the right side of the aisle. These are the same guys, I believe, in San Jose that the Border Patrol was warning people about. Hey, we've got guys coming over of military age with tattoos all over their arms, with gang signs all over their arms, uh, and we're not allowed to stop them by order of the Obama administration. Now you see these same guys on in, in San Jose throwing things, burning, you know, attacking police officers, burning stuff down, attacking Trump supporters. It's a, it's a very bad situation out there. If I'm a, a person in California that's, you know, on the right side of things, I'm, I, you know, I gotta admit I, I'm pretty upset <laughs> with, with what's going on. I mean, I could, I don't know how anybody could actually sit there and and, and look at that and actually defend uh, what was happening out out there inside of California. Well, I mean, man, how can you the, defend somebody burning your 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 well, flag when well, the same people? To, to that exact point, to the exact yep. point, yep. the mayor of San Jose. Didn't 
take offense to the protesters burning cars, throwing rocks through the building, actually trying to get in. He was blaming Donald Trump. He was blaming Trump for for his so-called inflammatory rhetoric, which honestly, in the last two months, he hasn't been saying very much inflammatory. He's been actually trying to mend bridges and move a little bit to the middle. Okay, like any presumptive nominee does. Okay, and so for the mayor of the city to stand there and say, hey, protesters, go ahead, rape, pillage, and destroy my city, that's ludicrous. And if you're a person in San Jose, you should be trying to get your mayor impeached or or recalled because that's ridiculous. We're trying to get the heck out of San Jose. They should have yeah, sent some I, of the enforcers from the Sharks uh, hockey team down there to regulate. <laughs> some hey, of those they're things. in the Stanley Cup finals, my friend, yeah, so they know, must be doing something. Hey, right. if I lived in California, I'd be calling two men in a truck right now. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> well, look, you know, here's what really caught, you know, the burning of the American flag and then holding up the Mexican flag. I mean, come on, from an imagery standpoint, folks, like, just let that sit in, uh, especially when you go halfway across the world and you see what people do uh, to burn our flags. That's one problem. But the thing that caught me the most was an image of a young lady that was protesting. And uh, I think it was, she was taking a picture. It was the selfie or she was uh, of, of, a fla- of a hat, uh, Make America Great hat uh, burning. And then her shirt said, we need socialism. And so there is, and if you've seen the show Vice before, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's a, it's a, in Europe and places like Greece, for example, where there are major problems with the financial situation that they've got going on over there. I I mean, that's an understatement to say the least. They have political gangs uh, forming uh, because of this. And I tell you what, this was almost the first, I guess, evidence I, I could see of like sort of like political gang fair, if you will, um, out there. And um, somebody that is, that, you know, clearly they were a socialist gang because she was wearing a, a shirt that says we need socialism. Well, now. Another person's wearing a chi- Are these guys not the shock troops? I mean, is that not what these guys are? They're shock troops, right? They're yeah. out there to try and intimidate and try to get people to be scared that, oh, if we have a if we have a Trump presidency, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have riots every day. Well, and who are, who are these people funded by? George Soros. George yep. Soros, move on. Is he even from right. America, George Soros? No. No, he's like Hungarian he's or Hungarian. Austria, he's Austrian Hungarian. or something. He's Hungarian. Yeah. yeah. You know. So just so you know, the left is being funded by somebody that's not even from America. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Uh, he's bankrolling he's them. Be, so. It's being destroyed from within by him. Now, yep. you combine these shock troops in San Jose with this bill that we're talking about, what got us off on this. They are, they are basically redistributing wealth south of the border through this bill. All of California's wealth from those who produce it in California is now going to be redistributed to anybody who can get across the border. Well, the president said he fundamentally wanted to remake America, and this is the way you do it. My God, we do not have a functioning country anymore if this happens in California. By In California, anyway. You do not have a functioning state no, and here's the here's the here, here's the other side to that. Okay, once California does it, New York will do it, then Florida will do it, and on down the line. California usually sets trends across the country that forces other states to have to do other things. Right? Well, what's not to say that Nebraska will eventually be the fiftieth state that ends up having to deal with what California does in this regard? Because you know, otherwise, if you don't. 
oh, well, we're going to file a lawsuit. We're going to take it through the federal court because you're discriminating against other people. In the history of civilization, I don't think a, I don't think a society or a civilization like our has ever been destroyed the way ours is. We're just handing it over. We're handing over our country willfully. Willfully. No guns, not a single gun has been fired, and we're just handing it over. Well, remember what Khrushchev said. You know, the the United States will not be destroyed from from beyond the border. They will be destroyed from within without bullets being fired. You guys were missing the main point. There was a gorilla that was killed at a zoo. Oh, Oh, good God. Give me a break. Forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to even talk about Harambe. Um, But I want to take this one step further. (laughs) <laughs> and that is, uh, we saw a precedent with Puerto Rico. I, are you familiar with their financial situation? Is the it debt crisis. Debt there, crisis, yeah. right? And and this is a huge issue, folks, because if the federal government bails out Puerto Rico, that's going to set a precedent. And I can tell you right now what the second state, or I guess the first state would be that needs a bailout. It's going to be California, right? Yes. So if you're a taxpayer... It's going to be f- paying federal funds to bail out California. Do you know where some of those funds are now going? They're now going to, to fund people uh, that weren't here by the rules. And that's the, just the reality mm-hmm. of what's happening. And you said it's going to go to New York and it's going to start going to other things. And when these states start going bankrupt and they're asking people in Nebraska to pay for programs in California, that is when it's going to get quite interesting. And I would just say this. If you're interested in legislation... Representative Raul Labrador from Idaho put out the uh, Puerto Rico Oversight Management and Economic Stability Act. This bill would establish fiscal reforms without spending a single dollar in taxpayer monies to relieve Puerto Rico's debt. This prevents taxpayers from bailing out a government that spent recklessly and providing a conservative solution to force Puerto Rico to finally be responsible because in May, they defaulted on a $400 million debt payment. In July, another $2 billion comes due. My God, it sounds like Greece all over again. Liberal excesses, socialist excesses being spent on anything and everything, construction of whatever, God knows what, corruption, paying people off, on and on and on. And at the end of the day, who's responsible? The taxpayers get bent and get forced to bail out so i would advise you all to look at this bill and support uh, congressman labrador's move to try and allow the taxpayers not to have to bail out puerto rico something that's <laughs> I, I tell you what i mean this is something that is is going to be on the radar uh for sure and yeah. um because if it, if you bail out puerto rico then you bail out california then you bail out new york and any other state that goes broke you know, oh, California is $60 billion in debt. Oh, well, the federal government will pick up the tab. You know, just like they did for all the banks, just like they did for all the housing companies. Just like they are for the insurance companies. Yep, good. exactly. So who's next? I mean, when does the American worker get bailed out? <laughs> I mean, that's now I'm starting to sound like a socialist. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> starting to sound that, like, yeah, well, it, it, I mean, we can't keep paying out all these bailout monies. We, I mean... You know, when, when it's the American taxpayer getting bent like that, I mean, come on. At some point, the taxpayer is going to rise up in arms and revolt against their country and take back their country. Like a Bundy type of 
event? Could it potentially? That's why Donald Trump is where he's at now. Yeah. I mean, that's because people are sick of it. And I'm sick of it, too. Yeah. I I think a lot of people, and I'm I'm not going to say who has the answer. I don't know that anybody really has the answer, but I can tell you what. Going back to our first segment of the show where we reported on the jobs numbers, all of these things cannot be paid for until that uh, turns around. Because until our economy picks up, we're never going to have enough money, no matter how much you raise until taxes, that, to pay for any of this. Until that 94 million unemployed co- uh, that's not working comes down to about 60 million, yeah, it's we're going to have problems. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that is something that uh, we continue to monitor on this show. We will continue to monitor on this show. And we're going to continue to post it on our website and other things. So we're going to take a time out here. I got to go catch my breath. I am a little fired up. I'm I'm sweating profusely over here. Uh, I need to calm down. Uh, man, it's as hot as California in there, and it's going to be as hot, it's going to be even hotter out there if they uh, continue uh, to go on the trend that they are. Have you been to California? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Some guy that was yeah. my age is like. Give me money. I'm like, I don't have any money. I just have a card. He's like, well, use your card and go buy me a meal. I'm like, how about you get a job? You know, but that's the mindset uh, from people our age out there. So it's going to be yep. interesting to see that state in the future. Coming back here on our final segment, we're going to look at the future of healthcare, Artificial intelligence in the cloud. Those are quite uh, disruptive, aren't they, Alan? And that's, yes, they uh, are. I saw an interesting article talking about that. Plus, Aetna outlining how they're going to gobble up and buy Humana. You're not going to want to miss that as well. We'll be right back. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up-to-date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Alan, we've been talking about uh, the uh, mergers, the gobbling up, if you will. It's almost like Hungry Hungry Hippos. You remember that game? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Aetna uh, filed their preliminary document with the SEC describing the bond that they plan to use to fund the $37 billion uh, Humana uh, buyout. Uh, they're expecting to raise 13 to to fund it on the beginning. And then 
while it's still under regulatory review, it looks like it's it's going to go through. So this is just another example of less competition, essentially, as they they become uh, one 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 organization and um, something that we've been talking about here quite a bit, hasn't it? Oh yeah, and uh, when you speak of that, I just found another article. Uh, on this because it's something that we pay attention to quite closely. The Connecticut State Medical Society filed a Freedom of Information request on the Department of Insurance approval of the uh, uh, Humana merger, and they are now opposed to that merger. That is the latest news that was released yesterday. Um, but I don't see what's going to stop it. I mean, every other merger has been... Uh, authorized by the FTC and the uh, different departments of insurances across the country. So I, I don't think there's anything that's going to stop it. Um, we'll know more uh, as this progresses because it's supposed to close later this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So One other thing on the front of Aetna, this is kind of something that's happening, and, and we've had uh, Jack Hill on the program, uh, CEO of Accountable Care Solutions Group. That is... Um, organizations like Aetna, health insurance companies, partnering with healthcare providers. Uh, here's an example: Advocate Healthcare in Chicago, um, in Blue Cross, and, and Advocate have partnered on a, on a program that has sixty thousand enrollees on a pro, on a on an exchange. So, I guess what you're going to start seeing is larger organizations. And um, if anybody from these large organizations is out there and wants to l- look at doing that, this is a strategy that I can actually help put in place for them which is creating their own insurance product and taking that to employers. So it would almost be like UNMC insurance as opposed to Blue Cross. And then you would just have to go to the UNMC or Methodist facilities. I think that's going to be something um, futuristic, I guess. It's almost like the return to the HMO models. Right. Well, and here's one other thing. This this still faces stiff scrutiny because the Anthem-Signa merger is still out there still out there it's still out there they haven't finished it because it's being uh looked at because if you look at those two deals it would leave you with three uh those two companies plus united healthcare so three major insurers out there wow so very very difficult treading if you're not in the insurance marketplace and when they say it's going to go up 40 percent, there's really nothing you can do except for just take it Exactly. And that's why the show's called America's Healthcare Challenge. We will be back next week.